0: I, I get a lot of editing done on Fiverr and um I send a lot of people that way so that way I get discounts when I you know what I'm saying send people over and stuff like that. So as far as promotion and everything, you can give, uh, you can you can utilize Fiverr a lot for real. Hey, hey, hey. Okay, yeah.
1: I'm gonna check them out. That's one of them apps um I think I heard of off of YouTube. And like you know how like you make the spirit of it? And you're like, okay, cool. I'm going to download the for And then you don't get back to it. Like, you know, you didn't download it. After, oh, I got a free account. Ah, I So I did that. And I just, uh, I guess, follow up with the rest of it. So check it out.
0: It's like if you got a computer and somebody else you know got a computer, but they real techie, and you yeah. see what they can do with it, and you're like, man, I got that too. And I never even know my computer could do that. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. Nah, man, I, uh, you know how many um, apps, cartoon apps I didn't download it? They'll be like, oh, make a picture of a cartoon. I'm like, okay, man, I can do that. You know, they, uh, they'll uh, wash your filter over it real quick. Then I'll take, you know, the most simple picture I got. I could do that. And then I'm like, this is like trash.
0: And I'm like, it must
1: be the app. I've seen other people use the same app and come out cold with it. I'm like, wow. So, yeah, man, art is not my thing, bro. Anytime in class they were like, you can either write paper or you can do a drawing. I'm like, what's this happening?
0: Because
1: <laughs> i already know that drawing ain't gonna come out right. You know, that's a solid zero. So
0: hey, you ain't the only one. I'm the cut and paste king. I can I can I can manage to put something together, make it look clean, but it's yeah. from scratch, the only thing I'm making is waffles and pancakes, you know? <laughs> 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 I feel you, though. I feel you. That's about it. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and get started with the introduction. Oh. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, I am your host, the Land Legend, a.k.a. Big T. And this is another episode of the I Can't Make This Up podcast. I would like to first thank my guest today for his services in the Air Force. He's an up-and-coming comedian, content creator, podcaster, health enthusiasts, and motivational speakers, some would say. Uh, we met via social media and clicked instantly. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Kenneth Bridges. Hey, we poppin' folks. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, see, I see you tried to go out right there. I don't, I don't know why you decided to switch up, but it was funny. What's up. That's that meeting shit. You got uh, no meeting place?
1: Yeah. That evens out. Mm-hmm. It's too official and shit like that. It's kind of barackish. I be <laughs> doing that for like no reason at all. Especially when I just meet people. I love that. Walk into a meeting room with colonels and shit like that. I love that. Uh, good afternoon.
0: Yeah. How's everybody doing? Like, Damn, you really sound like Barack. Like, nah, nah, I'm fucking. Come in, Adam's apple first. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> Got to tilt the head back for that. A little bit. So, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Yeah, man. Um, I feel like you said most of it all right there, man. That was a beautiful intro. I'm like, hey,
1: that's all me right there, damn. But um, yeah, man. Kenneth, out of Kansas, North Carolina, born and raised. Um, officer in the airports, biologist. Do uh, a little bit of stand-up comedy. Uh, avid runner, marathon runner. Um, I dabbled in writing a little bit, trying to work on a book right now. Uh, what else, man? Contracts, specialists, program manager. I do a little bit of everything, man. I stay busy, stay busy, and uh, I love to work, man. So that's where we're at right now. So just dropped the podcast not too long ago. Um, uploaded uh, episodes by today, can't influence So, uh, we're gonna see more episodes come out. Uh, second week of March so so far it's a bunch of introductions so far been hopping on up to this podcast getting familiar with the game getting familiar with different podcasts out there so many different dope podcasts out there you know trying to tap in with everybody trying to be available so
0: yeah man that's where I'm at right now so so uh, what does KenFluence mean?
1: KenFluence man well, a lot of people ask me that, and it's in one of my introduction videos, it, it, it was crazy how many people came to me and was like, that's a dope name, What does it, mean? Hey, what is your podcast about? And really, for me, you can boil it all down to uh, the opinions and the thoughts, again, influence, man, so we're coming at you with um, just a myriad of different topics, so we got entertainment, fun things, uh, serious topics like relationships. Uh, we have things that just happen out in the media, and also just things off like the top of my dome. I think it's just valuable information for everybody to have. So that's what we have with it. And
0: y'all, check me out. That's what's up. That's what's up. I, I checked out the intro, and I was just like, "Okay, I see. I see what you're doing there. That's that's a yeah. different spin on you know uh, how everybody else is doing it, but at the same time." you wasn't forcing it, you was being yourself and not everybody can do that you know, some people imitate and other people are originators, you know
1: right. Yeah man, I feel like that's the only way I can do it um, I think every everybody who wants to be somebody grows up initially trying to imitate somebody else, and I think once you figure out that doesn't work, that's when you really start falling into who you are I think it was Rick Ross that says, if you play into a script, you're going to forget the script eventually. And you, eventually you just got to get stuff. So I remember growing up, uh, I used to always watch Dev Comedy Jam with The Uncles, you know what I'm saying? So I was, you know, doing doing my best Eddie Griffith impressions back in the day. Uh, I was doing my best Eddie Murphy impressions back in the day. But uh, somewhere along the way, man, you just gotta do you, and that's what all kinds of, that's what all things, whether it be uh, in a relationship, you gotta be yourself, because if you're trying to be a reflection of who somebody wants you to be, that's not gonna be a healthy situation be the part. I'm trying to be somebody else when it comes to, something like this when it comes to, it. being a real person, like this is probably the most uh, organic place you're supposed to be, you know, just through the world. Uh, it's interface with other folks, so you being somebody else there, I think it just comes through. You know what I mean, and we'll do what we do, and try to pump out a lot of content. God help me, we feel like we're about to put out a bunch of content that somebody else. You know what I mean? So, that's just how I do it, man. So we got topics from uh, music and uh, how I feel about certain artists, groups of artists. So, with that, (laughs) I got an episode coming out called "Simp Serenades." It's just a topic on that. And um, you got other stuff, too, about how to organize your life and how I'm able to do so many things. A lot of people say, yo, Ken, you do so many different things, bro. You just rattled off a list of shit. Don't you get tired? Hell yeah, I get tired. I'm tired now, bro. I took the bruh. No shit. I woke up 30 minutes ago from a nap and uh, from after work. I was great. And then came into this podcast because I'd be wore out. But I'm able to do a lot of different things because I do a lot of different things. If you're running all day, you're going to get burned out and running. If you run for a little bit, breathe for a little bit, do a little bit of this or that, you nibble at let all these different things keep changing your focus. When you keep doing that, it's going to evolve and Keep re-upping on anyway. That's how I rock, man.
0: Yeah, your body will build a tolerance to your routine if you're doing it the right way. Cause otherwise it'll shut down when you're not treating it right. And it's like, oh yeah, uh sleep. <laughs> well, I tell you,
1: ask anybody I text, call, interface with on a daily basis. I'll be texting my friends and it'll be, I don't know, 10 o'clock. And I'll send a text or a snap, a chat message or whatever. 10 oh on one, they will reply at 10 oh two. 3 I'm sleep. Knocked out. You know what I'm saying? There have been times where I've knocked out right here on this couch, bro, and went to sleep like this. Woke up, sun streaming on my face, and this bottle is still in my head. You know what I'm saying? Ain't moved the itch. So, you know, your body do tell on you. So, if you need that sleep or you need to do you know, whatever you got to do, you got to do that.
0: So, have you ever... Uh had one of them uh one of them nights where you fell asleep on the chick.
1: Fell asleep on the on a chick?
0: Yeah. Oh Please. you. <laughs>
1: um somebody on the phone while she's over
0: here. While she's around you, yeah. Oh
1: yeah, most definitely. I'm a gentleman. First of all, I'm a gentleman. So I'm gonna let you know straight up I'm gonna sleep right sleep <laughs> Straight up. Um so that way there's no surprise because what you see is what you deal with me. You see I got a bunch of energy. I talk with energy in me. And I've been talking like this. And now all of a sudden like this. I'm going to let you know that I'm probably. <laughs> I be out, bro. And, you know, I didn't know I snored. I did it. You know? Oh, yeah? I snored. And that's how you know, they know I get deep sleep. And all that. new fuck noon. But yeah, um, <laughs> it be like that sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't let, don't let it be good. Don't let it be good. Don't let it be late. So that's all <laughs> <what> I'm saying. <laughs> if you want to spend time with me, movies. Look, man, I love Netflix and chill. I love the cover and all that stuff, and lay up and get the popcorn and get you know the HBO Max going. If I get into that movie run, I got I give you twenty minutes. Like a light, gone. So wake up, credit sold. So I'm I'm good morning. Playing it off well. So
0: yeah, yeah. I used to, I used to go to the movies, and after working a ten-hour shift on a Saturday, and after we ate, and then it's a boring movie. Oh man, this this ain't gonna be no date. This is a nap. <laughs> yeah, wow.
1: You trying to make me go to sleep, especially I think dudes like we get like a, a bad rapper going to sleep, a movie, right? Especially like at the house. Mm-hmm. What a lot of people don't realize is they have weighted blankets for a reason. You know, the extra weight of that weighted blanket somehow uh, puts pressure on your circulatory system. And it just kind of is comforting. Knocks you out. So if somebody's laying on you and you didn't eat and you watching a movie. You didn't got this extra heavy blanket on. You got this person on you. Y'all probably breathing at the same tempo or rhythm. So that's already halfway mesmerizing. This movie ain't on shit. It's about romance. I don't know. Something stupid. <laughs> and it ain't hidden for nothing. You know what I'm saying? Ain't got no actors you recognize. And you just like. And it's a bunch of classical music, a bunch of strings in the background. So I'm like, come on. Bruh, y'all orchestra popping,
0: it's a bunch of violas and shit. I'm knocked out and ain't ashamed about it. It's visual white noise. Like, all right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I can't tell you how many times though, man, the credits, I, I don't know what it is about the credit sequence, but I feel like I can feel when the movie ends. And that's when I wake up. Cause I gotta play it off like I wasn't asleep. <laughs> like there was do that shit to you, but they, like, look back and be like, are you sleep? And i am like, yeah. Mad sleep. So, <laughs> I don't know. But sometimes you feel caught. I don't know. I got into, like, a bad rhythm of that, like, I don't know, a couple weeks ago. Like, going to sleep during movies, and then just being, like, I don't always go to sleep during, like, you gotta, like, prove a point, right? You know, like, I don't always go to sleep during movies. Then
0: looking back, uh, you be like, mm-hmm. I've been awake. They, they just did you see? man i i got caught sleeping i i don't even know what the 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 name of the movie was it was it was dumb but like i hit one of those and she was just mm mm-hmm. mhm and i'm like nah i was blinking real hard but i seen yeah. when the guy like uh whatever the movie was jaden smith was in it um oh. and i was like yeah Jaden came out and the security chased him. She was like, What else happened? <laughs> huh?
1: Jaden came out. He was an icon living. Um, he <laughs> started a record label. This bitch just did it. You know, something. But it'd be rough, man. It'd be rough. So I feel like at the end of the day, it comes down to uh, we need to do a better job at picking the movies ourselves. Because Usually nine times out of ten, the movies I pick kind of pop. You know, even if it is, I'm not gonna say every movie I pick is action or packed with, you know, comedy or whatever, but it's usually a good balance, something that keeps you interested. But like with certain movies, man, I'd be like, you might as well put a underwater fish documentary on because I'm dead right now. Every whole springy blue. Bunch of slow moving fish and shit like that. You got David Attenberg or uh, what's his name, Morgan Freeman? Slow talking ass talking
0: about fish in the deep ocean. Come on, bro. That that is the Michael Buffer uh voiceovers. Like you get you get Morgan Freeman to say uh, thirty lines, he gets a million dollars. Like like right, like. Right. like, like he said he's tired of people asking him to do voiceovers, but he ain't tired of getting them checks. He sure not, bro. <laughs> he not. And who, who put him on the album recently? Uh,
1: it wasn't Travis Scott, was it? Hey, he put him on the album. But, like, really, I wish you had, like, I don't know, like, um, some type of service where you could just hire Morgan Freeman for shit. And I don't care if it's 10 racks Five racks, whatever it is, I'm gonna dig the money up somewhere. Uh I'm gonna rob somebody's grandma and sell a view because I want Morgan Freeman to narrate something in my life. Now I don't know what. I feel like most of us have like written shitty songs or poems at some point in our lives, and you just know it ain't on nothing. You read it back, damn, that's trash. I got some old poems from like middle school that I had given little girls and shit like that. Uh, I wanna make a book of them shits. And just have Morgan Freeman just sit up and you are beautiful. Beautiful in every way. Each day I think of you do you want to go outside anyway?
0: That shit kind of slapped, don't it? <laughs> like that? Shit, what what was the girl's name that hurt you that made you keep those letters? That's that's what I want to know.
1: <laughs> damn, damn, damn. Um, first of all, I wasn't hurt. I wasn't hurt. Uh, I was a meticulous kid, bro. And I think about it, this is some serial killer shit. So <laughs> the second I thought about this, I said, "Whoa, wait." Um, so there was this girl in eighth grade, uh, unnamed, was mad bad. Uh, well, she was in eighth grade. I was in seventh grade. She was the baddest girl in school, right? Uh, it took a lot to get her attention. Um, so I've always been a great writer. I've never got anything less than a perfect score in a writing test. Um, I've been writing shit my whole life. Keep a journal, whatever. So I was like, I'm gonna just write this girl some notes. Do little deep deep do and wrote some notes, sent them to her, and she'd be like, "Oh, that's cute." She must not have got it. She must not have processed that shit because that shit was fucking fire. Um, maybe it was because it was in pencil, so I start writing everything out pen. So my ass, my mom again. uh, I think I told you earlier. My mom taught English and uh, history, social studies, that kind of stuff uh, back in the day. So she hated my penmanship so bad. My mom was like, for you to be the son of an English teacher, the way you write is like just terrible. Crooked letters and all this other stuff. So I would write it out very sloppy and pencil, and then I would take a pen and I would take another sheet of paper and just very slowly write the shit out perfectly, right? So the lines, this shit was lined up better than Microsoft Word, but you know what I'm saying? I'm, niggas making zigzags and shit. Niggas making crooked hearts and fox faces. All kinds of shit. And um, eventually, I, I guess she was feeling one of them, and you know that was it. But again, I think persistence kind of won the battle there. Uh, I hit it with the Charlie Wilson line, and that was kind of the kind of the wrap there. But yeah, so. <laughs> I, the why I still have the pencil versions of those letters, I don't know. I don't know. And it's very awkward too because my mom is moving. She's in the process of going to a different house and she's packing up all the stuff in my old room. And she ain't got no business in there. She ain't got no business in there. there there's stuff in like little boxes that are already kind of pre and ready to be put up in like storage bins and shit like that. Put it in there. My mom was like, "You want anything in your room?" I ain't been home in a hot minute, mom. I I didn't moved out. I ain't been, I haven't lived home since I was, you know, maybe 18 or whatever. So, that's been a hot minute. So, I'm like, man, I've been got everything out there. She's like, you don't want none of these journals. Journal. 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 Now, I'm thinking, I'm like, damn, you talk about that green notebook with all them nasty little poems and shit. I
0: hope she ain't read them. She probably did, but. Oh, you was 50 cents. You was little Marcus out here. You was my best friend. (laughs) Yeah, honestly. I got Mario
1: playing in the background. Got, say, you just a friend. See, you say, I just a friend. Oh, baby. Oh, she's gonna love it. Got what I need. Oh, shit. You say, I just a friend. That ain't gonna work. You say, I just a friend. What did the tour say? Getting special words and shit like
0: that. I'm smart about it. She don't know. I think I was uh, supposed to be a doctor because my handwriting is fucked up. Like, like it it kills me when I see my mother write like perfectly with no lines and it'd be straight and just the crispest curse I've ever seen in my life. Like, (laughs) like, like. (laughs) How how bad did your teacher beat you to make you write like that? Because I obviously did, maybe I should let my teacher beat me because, like, even when I fill out forms when I go places, at the top I write "Don't judge me," and then yep. they read the rest because my handwriting is atrocious. Like, you let me type yep. it up, oh Helvetica bold, like this shit gonna be clean, correct, right. grammar correct, and everything. But if I gotta write it, only thing that's gonna look good is my signature. <laughs> My signature is dope. My, I, I gotta keep
1: that. My signature is dope, but I don't, I don't have the seasons readings right either. No, this Christmas shit. My math, man. I thought I was bad at math for a long time. Um, turned out that I just writing anything. My numbers look like shit. So yeah, it, I was like, is that a poll seven? I don't know. And then you know, you got to look back at the book. You're tired of looking back and forth at your paper from the book. Lucky we gonna guess. So, if you write for them after I have on page, but you know, the fact that it didn't translate from the paper in the book to what I wrote down, uh, it is a disconnect. So, it, it took some time to clean that up. But, yeah, man, handwriting. They got that little house on the prairie. Ain't nothing better than to do handwriting. You know, that being Elizabeth as colonial handwriting. I don't have that, man. I don't have that More the time to, to write well. My ex used to get on move about that. Went, why why do you write so bad? And I was like, who cares? And that was the end of the conversation. Who the fuck cares? Who's writing anything by hand these days? Who's writing that on a word Oh, skills. Hella good penmanship. I could tell you all the fonts I could write in. Okay.
0: I don't even, think, I don't even think they teach curs- cursive in school anymore, do they? They don't. They don't. Which
1: is kind of fucked up because that was one of my best lines in that book, bro. He's talking about writing in curses.
0: <laughs>
1: man. <laughs> I remember some of them shit still. Shit was too good. It was too good. I had to recycle. <laughs> man, I ain't lying, bro. There was some. Hats off to the fifth grade girls who got the shit that the college girls got um, many years later. There are many times I was just like, well, I don't know what to tell little I'm just going to wear that notebook at. That'll do. And just kind of piecemeal uh, some of these poems and shit together, you know, print it out because, you know, we got money now. We got school money. We're going to use this paper for not real assignments but for notes slip under your dorm door you and walk away. But yeah man, this um handwriting there's no use for it anymore. Teach these kids how to type. What the fuck?
0: Where'd you go to school?
1: I went to uh, East Carolina University, man. Home of the good old pirates.
0: Uh HBCU? Nah man,
1: so um uh, <laughs> the crazy thing about that is um, I got into most big places in North Carolina and as a lot of people know North Carolina is the hub for a so I got into A&T, got into Central um, I got into UNC Chapel Hill I got into Houston State uh, App State, Winston State which is where my cousin went and <laughs> to boil down the story my mom went to UNC Greensboro which is right outside of ANC and my sister who does a lot of things admittedly very much like my mom she's like many me of my mom sometimes so she went to UNC Greensboro as well right outside of ANC so for her graduate school program she went to ANC because she wanted the HC experience but when i was coming up in undergrad my mom was like you don't want to go to ANC I was like, what do you mean I want to go to a I didn't watch Drumline. I got the shirt already. I've been The reason I played violin is so that I could get into the band. It would make me play orchestra for a year before you get in the band. For us. And I wanted to play snare like Debbie because I watched that movie based on A&T. My mom was like, nah, um, I think you're going to have a rough time. She beating around the bush like, I'm smart as hell. Straight A's. You know What you mean I'm going to have a rough time? She's like, Baby, I'm telling you. I'm like, Mom, she
2: nigga shit. And I'm
1: like, nigga shit. What do you mean nigga shit? She was like, You don't get in the nigga shit. And she was like, It's gonna be hard for me to focus because you know, it's gonna be, you know, basically a lot of bad women and catfish fries going on. And I was like, I could I could see that. So I went to ECU, which is probably no better. Um, it was like number one party school in the nation for too long. <laughs> so I don't know, I don't know if that helped at all. But um it was I think a perfect intersect of um, you know how Kevin and uh, Doughboy have Ratchet and Ratchet as their podcast. I feel like this is the perfect intersect of uh ratchet and scholastic. You know what I mean? <laughs> you, you can turn up all week, you know what I mean? Like I think for the average person you sort of start to view the weekend as Friday, maybe the end of Thursday, you start getting the weekend mode. I swear, Tuesday. Tuesday, niggas was like, yeah, we're going to have to wrap this shit up. We're going to sub after this, bro. We're going to sub dogs. We're going to get, uh, we had a night for dollar beers, right? So you could take um, any any container and it would fill it up for a dollar to drop a beer. When I tell you niggas was coming with uh, storage bins, I tell you niggas came in with the biggest shit. I'm talking about like bases. Like like shit you put flowers in for Valentine's Day. Niggas came in with bases and shit and said, do this up. Mixing (laughs) bubbles. You know what I mean? And then like look, the poor waitress girl, they looking at their manager like, he did see a dollar, but we what do we do? The manager like, charge them two dollars. So, yeah, bro, it, it was a good interstate. I feel like I got a lot of uh, studious rigor out of it, but at the same time, bro, it was, was wild. <laughs> Consistent. So, I don't know. When I think back at it, I'm like, uh, I don't know if AT would have been better or worse. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I wonder about that. Cause I'm like, well, what do you take? You take. Uh, wh- what do you want your kid doing? You want your kid uh, out here uh, tiptoeing alcohol poisoning, or uh, got three girls pregnant? So how do you how do you want to play that situation? So I feel like I would take the near alcohol poisoning uh, every time. Every time. So. <laughs> Wake up, wash your mouth out, drink some water. You're fine, you're fine. Nobody else is involved. It's your liver, that's who you, your
0: liver, and Jesus. And that's it, man. Keep pushing. So, you could leave that, alcohol poisoning at the hospital, you you can't leave pregnancy at the hospital. Like, that's
1: that's well, gonna be around
0: for a while. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: can't,
0: but uh, <laughs> you probably. Once more, proud upon you. Man. Yeah. Uh, so. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, how crazy did the parties get there? Uh, parties were wild, man. Parties were wild. Um, and the crazy
1: thing is, man, they were, uh, it was just be Streets of parties, man. So we yeah, had Fifth Street, and my freshman year, we had just a dumb number of uh, clubs over. So, you know, we had your under 21 club, you had your, um, you know, a little bit more rowdier club, you had your, you know, geared towards us club or whatever. So it was just really, you go out and sort of pick your poison, pick your poison for the night. And get into whatever you're trying to get into. And whatever you're trying to get into that night, you can find it. So I was big into that. Uh it was crazy too, because it was like even the cops that were like patrol, like look for, you know, overly drunk kids or uh, you know, maybe underage drinkers or whatever, they was the kind of point where it was like, damn, fuck it. Like we can should to be you know? Like you could just look on their face where they was like Put me on the shift, bro, and it really almost made almost made you feel bad for cops because it was like they were fuck you, man, and they on the longboard and just take the fuck off like it wasn't nothing. Look at these dudes, man. Damn, man, keep you flipping in front of the cops, taking pictures and shit. They got their GoPros out. Damn, that's disrespectful. You didn't have to ollie over his car like that stop stop man they got scooters and shit but yeah it was very fun um good time but the older we got the more we got away from history and kickbacks everybody started having their own kickbacks and that's when things really you know started to so evolve yeah, as far as like types of fun and so Greenville, North Carolina is where East Carolina is out of, a small city, and uh, we called it G-Vegas, which is funny because, you know, being in Los Angeles now, it's like, a nigga regular Vegas is just right there. Um, He was in G-Vegas, which was, you know, Greenville Vegas, we called it ghetto Vegas. Um, Honestly, I didn't been to real Vegas quite a few times because one of my homies, like, one of my tightest friends, I call him my brother, uh, that I met in college, he's stationed in uh, Vegas, so I visit him Records, but uh, I'm like, damn, yeah, man, great, it was just as lit. So, yeah, you can find all types of fun out there, uh, even if you're not, like, a rager like that, like, you're trying to go out there and do the most, you know, there's a cool little vibe for you. If you're into music, there's a cool thing for that. I'm trying to do uh, comedy or something like that. A couple of times so you can get off on that. So, yeah, it's cool school. Slightly slept on, I think. When you think about North Carolina places, well, when you think about your Dukes, you think about Chapel Hill, like and this State and those big names, you know, when you, after you get past those three, you see the big one, right? We say. But, yeah, man. Good
0: time, good experience. I wouldn't take away. That's uh, that's better than uh, some experiences that you know some people have when they go to school. A lot of times, people go out there because they think that's the thing to do, and yeah. they follow someone else's footsteps, and then you know they they fall to that pressure of you know trying to you know come up with the perfect academics and keep up with everybody else and that's how they go into debt getting those credit cards i'm like i I couldn't do it that's why you know i didn't go past community college because i just was like you know this is stupid like the 13th grade like that's and i'm pretty much sitting in class with people i've been in class with for the past three or four years so it's like i i don't want to see y'all no more (laughs) like i'm I'm gonna go work i'm gonna go work you know save myself some money basically
1: real man and there's
0: some people um
1: who are professional students you know what i mean and um, that that's all they know how to do it, is to go to school i think if you don't get that real life experience of being out in the world being by yourself not having your parents I have to safety net, not low-key under the guise of i'm a student you know because that's a whole identity by itself you know when you're a student. Um, there's a certain layer of protection that you know the school comes in school health insurance and school this and school that on behalf of whatever school you can do all these things and stuff like that. but you as whatever your first last name is, you need to get the fuck out there and do whatever you can do as your own person away from family, away from your best friends or whatever so you can learn about yourself and what you're made out of and what you can really contribute to the world and also what you really like and what you're really good at um. Uh, I knew I wanted to go to college uh, pretty early on. Um, I knew what I wanted to go for and I was purposeful. I feel like I could have done like a little bit more um, to some extent, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't know. Um, I I feel like I had a very well-rounded experience. And I can't say that for a lot of people who who go straight into college without um, taking a gap year or like really having a plan that they sat down with because me i worked three different jobs um i did rotc um, i had a hard major for biology um I, I had a boom in social life uh man i, I kind of did a little bit of everything you know so if you don't have that mentality of i'm in a place of networking i'm in a place of opportunity, I'm in a place that is gonna further me as a person, and you know, you know, keep that up, and you're not checking in with yourself every day, why are we here, what are we doing here? Okay, and you start letting days pass you by, you are gonna let the whole experience pass you by, you are gonna look up, you're gonna be $20,000 a day, $50,000 a day, whatever. That's why I didn't go to UNC uh, Chapel Hill. Uh, I, w- I wrote the letter, my mom called for this, she let me write the letter. <laughs> Uh, She let me write the letter. Um, I used my little movie theater money to send the application in. And, you know, back in the day, minimum wage was like, damn, it was like six-something, I think. It was either like low sevens or late six-something, or right? So I had worked up all this money, sent out this damn application, and wrote me back. He said, you know, Kenneth, welcome to UNC Chapel Hill. I said, hell yeah, we up in this motherfucker. I'm about to get me some Argyle sweaters. You know, I'm about to, <laughs> I'm about to have some high white socks and shit. And I'm going to get an ascot, bro. i going to get me a sweater. Wrap that bitch around my shoulders. It looked like Fred off of Scooby-Doo. My mom was like, did you look at tuition? I was like, nah, everybody got student debt. And she was like, look at how much tuition compares to the rest of the places. Do, 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 do. Looked at it and I was like, oh yeah, we're not going there. Oh, all
0: right, cool. Cool, cool, cool,
1: great. But um, yeah, man, if you don't know what you're doing, you go out there unprepared. You know, life is ready to take your money and take your time,
0: and that's two things I can't afford. To lose. So you planned on going to college to become Carlton Banks, like you you wanted, you wanted the the coochie sweaters and the polo. Right. Uh, what uh, fraternity the- was that? Uh, act like Will, get big, banks like Uncle Phil. You feel
1: me? You know what I'm saying? That that was my mentality going into college. Money like Uncle Phil, I'm going to act like Will, this fit going to be called as hell. And, you know, honestly, I wasn't too far off. Um, no, nah, I was broke as hell. No <laughs> Two-thirds, of that wasn't bad. 2 I had college money, though. You know what I mean? I had college money because uh, I worked in the library uh, I had a couple different jobs in there I still worked at the movie theater back home in Fayetteville um, ROTC after a certain point they cut you a check so you know I had a little bit of, little bit of extra make money and shit like that you know I had a little extra beer money and shit So I was, I was flexing I knew how to use my little refund check and shit for I'm not going to say good things but better things than some people so you know, I still got my Jordans with
0: it, but only got one pair versus five. You know, shit like that. Um, recreational activities. I I, I feel you. You know, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I I hosted uh many uh paint parties in my old place back in the day, and we could talk about that later. But twenties wow. are lit. The twenties was lit, especially if you was uh, hanging with some open-minded people. <laughs> We gonna get into that too.
1: Some <laughs> <laughs> motherfuckers say, "Yeah, you just gotta be open-minded, bro." I, I got a story, bro. It's maybe it's for later, but anytime somebody says, uh, "Before you go in, just keep an open mind." What does that mean? What What does my mind need to be open for? What's so different
0: in this scenario? Well, it's it's not different. See, the situation was that um, I, I hooked up with some kids that was going to uh, Maryland U, right? Okay. And I attract people to, to me for some reason, whether it be good, bad, or other, you know? Yeah. And they could drink like I could drink. So, you know, we could hang out, we could socialize. And then they get to telling me about these, these mixtures that they go to. So when I go in, people start getting undressed at the foyer and they got on two pieces underneath. I'm like, okay, I I didn't know there was a criteria. I'll come back next time. So they just was, they had plastic everywhere. They had girls with trays of paint and paint bottles and neon lights and black lights. And it was a whole vibe. And then there was a shower room, like a, literally like a room like eight shower heads, four on each sides. You could hose oh. off <clears throat> and then there was rooms at the other end of the hall to continue what you started in the paint room. And I was just like, oh. I think I can do that, you know? And I plastic, like I was Dexter, I plastic out my room, well not oh. my room, my living room at the time and got the, the right body paint, had a couple people come over and it got it got real fun and nasty at the same time, and I was just like, I do, I didn't know then, but I know now. I was I was living in some good times, and it was just it was crazy.
1: <laughs> hey, bro, um, on you by, by chance, if I was one for the viewers, you know, we all can't vote here. If we was to go on Amazon right now, what would we look up as far as body paint, as far as something that's affordable, but
0: also uh, you know something. That's going to be substantial. What's the, what's the name of that store in the mall that sells, like, uh... uh yeah Yeah, that's why I used to get my body paper. <laughs> <laughs> you know that store
1: in the mall? You know the one you got to be open-minded in? Yeah, you're talking about Spencer's, you talking about
0: open-minded-ass Spencer. They, Okay, they, yep, yep. they let me know what was the good stuff and what was the cheap stuff, and I got the good stuff, so... Okay. It was uh especially when you when you put somebody on to something and they are like damn I didn't know you was that cool like to try yeah. something different instead of just going to a club or having a cookout or just playing spades like you know it just yeah. you live life you know now ain't nobody geeking to do that in their thirties but there are people who live a certain lifestyle that I'm I'm learning about. And I'm actually going to interview a dominatrix. I'll tell you about that later. But there are people who go around in society who have these certain uh, clips or pins that Mm. uh, people who are privy to notice. And then, you know, they got like their little secret handshake and they go to these meetings where they they just super freaky. I mean, they're not like crazy freaky, but like that's their thing. Like, I want sex and I want it with y'all too. And you got the club pen. So I'll see you there at 4.30, And I'm just like, wow. I, I, I just thought it was just a button. <laughs> Apparently it's a sign. Yeah. Like a secret society. It's <laughs> crazy, bro. So I I'm
1: definitely as time goes on, I'm getting more open-bonded for certain stuff, right? And it's just like college, college people was on some different shit. But like the paint thing sounds cool. And I'm like, yeah, I could rock with that, but man, it was just one time. Cause it was one cat in my biology class, right? I think it was like sophomore year, and um, quiet dude, you know, glasses. Uh, didn't really say too much, but like popping off answers in the back of the room. So you know, it's like, all right, bro, okay, I see you black hair, dog. And it was a couple of times, where like, you know, black dude, you know, we gonna get together, we can't folk. We're Like, hey, man, this, boom, 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 we gonna divide up homework. So we trying to, at the end of the day, everybody at ECU has a mentality of we got to do everything we got to do fast so we can go party. So we was dividing up homework and shit like that. And I'm like, bro back here, I mean, ain't nobody really rapping with him. He, he kind of smart. So they're like, I don't know, man. First of all, I don't know, he seemed kinda weird.
2: And I was like,
1: cool, whatever. So started talking to the Dude, uh, hung out a couple of times, did some homework and I found out it was faster to do my homework with him than it was with the crew. I was like, dang, bro, it's kind of dope, man. We need to work something out. And that goes on for like a couple weeks. And then, like, maybe third or fourth week. Um, I was like, bro, kind of cool. You know, I'm, I'm making weekend plans and me being open open hearted, Kenneth. I'm like, let me invite, bro, out. We probably don't get out like that. And I was like, bro, you got any plans for the weekend? And he was like, kind of, you know, that deep southern accent, yeah, man, I got some things that, you know, me and my buddy were get together to do, and, you know, I just wondered, maybe if you wanted to come out, bug on reverse invite me somewhere, okay, cool, bro, I was like, um, bet, bro, so, is it kind of, like, more formal, is it a kickback, or, like, I'm, like, trying to figure out how to dress, and he's like, man, what you got on right now, it's fine, whatever, uh, I come back and 30 okay, bro, bet, see. So 7:30, swing by my dorm or whatever. Um, in this big ass pickup truck, and the back is covered, and it's a it's a double cab or whatever. And I kind of see something in the back, but I <laughs> I didn't register. Like I took notice, but I didn't register it. So uh, we driving, we talking, whatever. You know, he listens to music. I was like, oh, bro, you like 50 Cent? Oh, I just didn't take it for you liking 50 Cent like that, bro. And, like, he big nerd on it. He playing wankston way too loud. Um, You know, he, he really it. So I was like, I expect Keenan Roddy to some shit. Driving down the road. And we having a good time. But I'm like, I've been at ECU for some time. Uh, I know where all the spots are at. We driving in the opposite direction all this shit. And we've been in the car for like 25 minutes, bro. And it's getting a little later than I expected for us to (laughs) pop up on the situation. And I'm like, where are we going? Well, (laughs) "Well, I I can't even get there. Um, yeah, just remind you remember, man, keep an open mind. When he says keep an open mind, I'm thinking it's just gonna be a bunch of white people. That's fine with me. I'm probably white youth for. They a good time, bro. So my best friends are in France, and I don't mean like you know stepping, you know all them. I'm talking about yeah, Beer bombs over there. I'm talking about them dudes. So I'm cool with it. I'm comfortable as hell. All right, bro. Whatever. I'm leaning this thing back and shit. So we pull up to this big ass clearing, and it's kind of like a hill, right? So it's like a clearing. It's like a heel, it kind of wraps around it's kind of interesting. To look at it. I'm like, wow, man. Um, I've been camping around a lot recently. I'm kind of like mental noting it and I'm like, yeah, I need to, I need to uh, come out here camping. Big ass bonfire, because you know how folks do. And I had been drinking a little bit that day. So I'm looking out and I'm seeing like all these objects moving. I'm them don't really look like people like that, but Nigga, you probably drunk. whatever. And he goes to the back of the cab, or whatever, and he starts pulling out this big, like orange looking thing. And I'm like, what is this? And <laughs> as he starts pulling it out, it looks like a like a Big Birdish type costume. And bro, I can't make this shit up. And he starts spreading it out. And it looks like he about to put the shit on. And I'm like thinking of all the wild shit you do in college. I'm like, oh, this nigga about to come in and wild out. I'm like, wow, this nigga really has a personality. Um, And I look out, and all these niggas are dressed up like uh, Sesame Street characters, basically. You know what I'm saying? And apparently, this is called a Furby or a Furby party. (laughs) Bruh. And they came up, and they got the butt flaps. All oh, cut up the back of their shit, and you know everybody—it's just juices and shit going around. It looks—it looks mad, baby. <laughs> I don't know what's happening, and I was like, "Oh, um, I'm either gonna die or get fucked here, <laughs> and I don't know what to do." And something is like, "Nigga, run!" And I was like, "No, ain't gonna let bitch. I gotta see this nigga in class tomorrow. I gotta see this nigga in class." I can't just run, that's going to be mad awkward. So I'm trying to, like, talk my way out of it. I'm like, man, uh, my phone, uh, people keep hitting me up. My phone is dying, bro. Back, this is back when iPhones were for shit. They still are not. This is why I got an Android today, really. But um, uh, I had an iPhone 4, bro, and I was on red. And that joint just don't, 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 don't. I was planning on getting to the party, put my joint on charge, and letting that be it phone dying, these people coming up, they trying to talk and all this other shit, and I'm like I'm gonna go and he was like (laughs) he was like, right, man that's fine, I understand Uh, you got to be open minded sometimes this is a little much so I I understand Uh, I can get somebody to drive me back I said "Um, you know what man, I got a friend coming right now They're, they're coming by this way anyway um I, I'll just I'll just meet them on the road that way. Bro, I tell you my phone died and I walked like probably two, three hours that night to get back to my dorm. And my <laughs> my uh roommate at the time, we played football together. So I was a corner, he was a receiver, and um, we would cover each other all the time. And he was like, "Man, where you go, man? You didn't hit me up for nothing. What was the move, bro? You must have had a good time. You must been out with some little girl or something, huh? Oh, what you doing, bro? You tell me. You must have really been out there moving. I'm talking about what happened? I'm talking about. Next morning, he was like, "Bro, I never see you look like that, bro. You know how? More nothing to get into. More nothing to get into. It's just a long night, bro."
0: So you gotta be careful with <laughs> money. So you gonna after that you took the bad grade and, and the safe party over the the first.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We are gonna have to drop that yeah.
0: yeah, we went
1: right back to the homies, and um, it, it was a different. <laughs> there was an air in the classroom after like that because bro I never stop
2: answering questions.
1: <laughs> bro, <laughs> mitochondria and you're just like oh it's, it's the cellular process and you need
0: to quit this you, need to. you know what I'm going to be honest with you if 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 you were mentally mature enough you probably would have had a time of your life out there low key if, if you were there but thinking back
1: thinking back, maybe. But also, putting myself back in them shoes. Man, I, see some, I saw some things they had them business saying, and I'm gonna put it that way. I'm gonna put it that way. There's a spin you can put it on there, where it's like, yeah, man, I'm kind of, yeah, man she got the nice fluffy cat titties or some shit like that. Ooh, I, I might be into that. Look look at that. Ooh, she dressed like a duck. <laughs> I like that. I'm gonna make it whack. And I collapse from the back but uh it was not that it, it, was, it was not that there, there might have been a couple ducks ready to swim in some ponds but uh, there was there was some other things transpiring where I was like'm walk on if you're a grown black man who just left this uh, this furry party or whatever and uh you walk my side of the road ECU's in the country. Of hours, you must have felt some type of way. You, you saw some things, so yeah, bro. Right. I had to get up on out of there. Nah, right, you, you about to catch me 30 years later, uh, me running for office and they got some <laughs> laminated ass. Well, was this you at the third party dressed as Elmo? I was not Elmo, bro, I was the cookie monster,
0: but. Uh, <laughs> Low key, Um, the the most normal looking people are the same people that host these good. functions or have yeah. sex coats in these uh, cul de sacs and stuff like that. And it's like, hey, to each his own, but yeah. I, I, I would at least like to know who's who, just in case, you know, I, I want to get out the house. <laughs> flash
1: your button. Flash your button. Everybody, flash your
0: Dog, nah, I want that. People say, uh, don't
1: put each other in boxes and shit like that. But when it comes to stuff like that, man, I don't know. I feel like if everybody wants wristbands, we know what club you're going
0: to. Yeah. So, uh, let me ask you a question. Uh, how difficult is it uh, being in the uh, military these days? Oh, man. Um,. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Without saying too much, man. Um, keeping Please it <laughs> in. Um, I love Congress and those sworn above me. But I think we can all agree it's been a rough four years. Mm. And, uh, you know, with a lot of things going on, it's, it's a lot of it's conflicted, bro. You know what I mean? Uh, my whole family is military. My family's all out of Fort Bragg, North Carolina. So, Fayetteville, right there. I'm J. Cole, but um, sweet little plug right there. But uh, um, yeah, all my family, army, marines, and all enlisted dudes, and they told me to you know go to the air force and be an officer. And I was like, cool, man, like that seems like something I'll be into because I was always a fit guy, very disciplined as a young man. So I was like, yeah, these talents I would love to take to the military and not only like own those skills to get better at them and apply them to something else greater outside of it. But, you know, like, I would hate to waste that kind of stuff, you know, because I've always had, like, a lot of charisma, a lot of leadership. So, love public speaking. Public speaking never scared me. So, I'm briefing general right now, cold, like it ain't nothing. Damn, that was good at brief. I'm like, he's just a normal nigga. But <laughs> I don't know why y'all are scared. Just normal nigga. He's cereal like the rest of us. But, um, yeah, man, to... Be very excited to get into the service and to get a really good assignment or to get um, to a position where you really thought that you wanted to be at and then see like go on in the world and then see the responses from some of the federal counterparts can be, you know, admittedly, you know, a little. And I I shouldn't even say a little, it's very frustrating and, um, it's concerning and some of this is heartbreaking, bro. When you see the thing, it's like, dang, hey, bro, it's, it's rough. Um, uh, I was stationed in Ohio for a hot and it was when a lot of stuff was popping off in 2020. And before kind of like the peak of that kind of stuff was going on, my Aubrey, man, my Aubrey really hit me to be a runner. That messed me up, man. I I got my CCW like a couple of days after, mm-hmm. uh, and cause think about that, man. You I, I I thought about that for nights, man. That thing kept me up, man. Because bro, it's just running, and I've run in the hottest parts of the day just to be like, oh, because one, either that's what worked with my schedule, or you know, sometimes you got something to prove to yourself. You know, it's the hottest part of the day, whatever, cool. But then you get out there, you run it in this neighborhood. Um, the part of Dayton, Ohio that I lived in was very white suburbs, mm-hmm. so yeah, I'm picturing myself right in there and you, you step into a house that was under construction, I've done that plenty of times, plenty of times and especially when you're running, especially when you're hot and it's 80 degrees 90 degrees um, and it's humid you know, like, man, let me just step in here real quick I'm just going to check it out anyway and uh, yeah bro I ran around no cap man with a pistol on me for a hot minute With a I ain't talking about no 9 I'm talking about 40 Just hit my leg bro cause I'm like try me if you want to you know, <laughs> this day over there looking too hard with her dog getting her mail too slow looking at me I'm like <laughs> alright <laughs> okay this for everybody <laughs> but uh yeah man, it, it's rough when it came to like the responses for those types of things and the response you get as black men in the military, I think is really unacceptable, man. The wild thing, uh, we had a a cultural, I don't know what you call it, like cultural inclusion talk, or whatever. Um Air Force wide, I think DOD wide. And um our leadership got together and was like, how do you feel? Uh you know, our POC or people because how do y'all feel about shootings? And, you know, it was just post-stores for right? And I let them know that for me, I could walk in Walmart right now, dressed like this, backwards hat, sweater, um, and I would go in these date Walmarts or wherever. And being a Southern cat, if you look at me too long, we gotta talk. You know what I'm saying? Hey, how you doing? Oh, excuse me. How you doing? What's up? What's going on? Nothing. Cold stare. Sometimes it looks disgusting. You're like, are you serious? And you want to run off on somebody in their mouth. But the second like it's right after work, you know, you get off of work, and you got to uniform on. Oh, thank you for your service. Oh, man, it's such a blessing to have people like you. And it's just like, I'll be down. And <laughs> it's just like, I don't know, man. The double standard the thickness of it all, it's just it's a lot to process and it's a lot to weigh on your subconscious that. Oh people say that blue lives, you know, how can you say that blue lives matter when that's not like a real group of people? You know what I mean? Like that's not like something you're born into. You have to choose the the position or the career of being a police officer. You have to choose the career of being a firefighter. You have to choose the career. Of being a of being um, military personnel versus you can't choose whether you're born black. You know what I mean? You're born with that. So black lives matter. But uh, it's crazy to see people think like that. Like your life is worth something different because you got an outfit on. Because you got, how do you know I'm in the military? I'm just dressed like this. You know what I mean? Like, and. I can again, and it doesn't matter. Uh, act like, uh, dress like Carlton. Act like you. I can go in there, um, button ups on uh, khakis, boat shoes. Again, I'm part of the white kids. I'm not dressed, but um, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. Same thing. It's not even like, oh, there's there's a clean one. Hey, nothing like that, bro. So I think people used to have that mentality back in the day. You know, if you're older, like. Uncle's and grandparents will tell you, like, comb your hair a certain way. Don't wear natural styles and stuff like that. Because long story short, they're trying to get around, beat around the bush, and saying, look like a cleaner. Uh, Look like you fit in. Look like you're educated. Look like these things, right? Check all these boxes and you're safe. And what we're learning in 20, really, 2012 to now, none of that matters. None of that happens, and there are very few safeguards in place for black people. And even in the the circumstance that you are um, a person in the service, hasn't you either, really? Because we've had cases. Um, I'm forgetting the brother's name, but I mean, the same thing happened to him as well. And he showed his—I uh, to say—he showed his cat card, his uh, government card as well. And you know, nothing. So. It's rough, bro. It's rough. It's very rough being in service, knowing that anything can happen, and uh, especially the the way I I know a lot of our folks think, a lot of our military personnel think that there's federal and there's state. And for me to think that I'm safe at a federal level, but at a state level, I'm like, I gotta watch my back because of the state law. Man, that's crazy. But man. Uh, one of my homies from the academy, light cat, uh, who not as connected, I think, with you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. One day he was like, "Bro, why did your car have all this airport stuff on it?" I was like, "That's insurance, nigga. That's not. <sighs> that's not nothing. That, that's not me rapping. That's not me saying none of that. That's me. That's don't shoot.
0: That's." I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, Because when you, the second you pull up on my a license plate, you have the Air Force decal on either side. So as you're reading it across, if you don't catch it over here, you don't catch it over here. If you catch it over here. You don't catch it over here. My front license plate, Air Force as well. So you gonna know. So when I'm coming this way, you got the little speed gun out. The brother, I won't own that. But it, it's sad that one. I've still get, gotten tickets that I shouldn't have gotten. <laughs> uh, I, I, honestly, anytime somebody gives me five over or seven over, I'm like, you're racist. <laughs> I, I'll let that be known. Five over, you're racist. <laughs> um, yeah, bro. So it's, it's a rough world out there. It's rough serving under such crazy conditions. And it really, really makes you think of your own self, your own preservation, and for the preservation of like your people, and making sure that you're active in your communities and you spreading the word of uh, stuff like CCW. You know, like I, I grew up in the south and I grew up shooting guns um, in big, wide country fields and stuff like that at Target. So I'm comfortable with guns, but I know a lot of people aren't, and I always try to have the talk that even if you're not comfortable with guns, I feel like everybody should know, because you never know what So whether it's in your car, whether it's in your, um, on your person, whether it's in your house, you know, I think access to a firearm and a lot of, and I think that's so shitty to say, but, you know, I, at the end of the day, I think that is something that could, at the end of the day, maybe the difference between you still being here and not.
0: Yeah, I prefer to um, put my hands on you myself, but I do have it registered just in case because you never know, especially these days. Like, you know, when I was younger and I was going out with my homies and something would pop off, I'm the biggest guy in the crew, so they got to take me out first. This is the way I think they think because I was always getting hit with, like, chairs or sticks, or like, bottles, like, and I was eating them, but it was like, damn, like, give this little dude right here, he's strong, give him a shot first, he, he might be, he might be the problem, you know, he might be the Bruce Lee of the crew, don't just hit me with the chair and expect me to, <laughs> you know, be the reason you're going to win this fight, you know, and yeah. I, I used to hate it, and then when I started doing security, it was just like, Okay, I see why they did that because I was I was throwing people through windows as often as possible, easily, quite easily. Right. Yeah. It was a good way to, you know, relieve a, a stressful day. But it got to a point where I'm like, man, you got all these ladies in here and you want to fight some dude. You paid $40 to fight a dude? You know, MMA, Fight Club, you know. <laughs> Don't, that's stupid. Like, everything. Yeah. yeah. So I, I had to stop bouncing, man. It was just like, nah, I, I I can't do it. You know, I'd rather, you know, uh do what y'all should be doing is, you know, chill with this lady. I'm I'm gonna go talk to her while you get in the back of that police car, you know, 'cause I'm right. not stupid, you know. But whatever. I uh I think that, you know, joining the military, you know, is a very you know, honorable thing to do, but at the same time, like the stories and, and, you know, the, uh, the things that you see on the news about, like, you know, soldiers coming home and then, you know, not receiving mental health, you know, or financial help. period, you know, like, to see somebody who, you know, sacrificed 10 years of their life, living on the street, talking to themselves because no one cared, because they got their usefulness out of them. Like that's crazy. Like, you know, I would I would I would snap off too if if someone threw me away like I was nothing. Like, uh, yeah. ah, well, you're not shooting for me, so I really don't wanna to talk to you no more. Like, so, you know, hats off to you, you know, for doing that, man. Cause me personally, I, I I'm too petty to let somebody try to take advantage of me. It yeah. subliminally, you know, I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, oh again, man,
1: uh, I gotta be honest. I did get in before a lot of this started happening.
0: <laughs> it was it was different just a week ago, right?
1: Right, no no It's always been a thing that you hold on, but
0: I, I will say this
1: this did really pop off before before I got in So there's that. But uh I got in in the Obama years. Um, uh, gotta make that. Gotta make that shit clear. Um. Uh, <laughs>
0: I was mad, at Patreon, bro. <laughs> don't get me caught up on here. Don't, don't get me caught up on this podcast. Uh, all right, all right. <laughs> let's let's switch topics. Let's switch topics. So uh let me ask you this. <clears throat> what's uh what's a movie that you will hear in your background or see on TV and, and stop and watch every time it comes on? Man,
1: every time. Um Dad, bro, I got a few of them. Uh, we talking, we talking live action movies. I'm gonna say either Beverly Hills Cop, two, mm-hmm. Boomerang, bro. Mm-hmm. Boomerang is such a cold movie to me. Uh, with Eddie Murphy, Holly Berry, uh, what's the name? Robin Gibbons, Martin was in there. Uh who else, man? Just so many talented cats. Chris Rock made a cameo in there.